The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers Mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the United States, the United Kingdom, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. Okay, welcome to a special episode of International Internet Strangers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a very, very special guest with me today, uh, the one and only Paul Kingsley, my father. Um, we also have a very noisy cat who you might hear meowing for attention, but we'll see. Uh, her name is Scylla, named after Scylla Black. Um, <laughs> so that might give you a little taste of um, the kind of musical influences that that were in my house growing up. So recently I watched the Peter Jackson Beatles documentary, Get Back, and uh, I was spending some time with my parents the other week. Hello, Scylla. Um, And happened to mention this. And during that conversation, it came up that uh, my dad was actually in A Hard Day's Night. I don't know how I've gone 37 years without knowing this piece of trivia, but... um, Given that I'm visiting my parents today, I thought we'd have a chat about it. Sounds good to me. Brilliant. So, Dad, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Well, um, my film career mm. um, consisted of being an extra, age about 15, I think, mm-hmm. um, in a couple of movies through my friend Ivor Gaber. Uh, who had an equity card. How he got it, I don't know. Um, But uh, when he got the call uh, to be an extra in different films, sometimes he would ask his mates to come along, Um, which I duly did because it it was good fun. So uh, I actually was an extra in two movies. Uh, One was uh, the uh, Cliff Richard Summer Holiday, which I think came first. Hmm. Uh, And then after that, we were extras in um, A Hard Day's Night, as uh, Xenia has already mentioned. Brilliant. So was was it Ivor, you said, your friend? Yeah, Ivor. Uh, was, was he the same kind of age as you? Yeah, he's probably about a year older. Um, so how did he come to have an equity? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, uh, maybe he hung around sort of young, would-be, actorish people at some kind of drama school. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know. It was very hard to get. Mm. And I think I had to get a temporary um, uh, equity pass or something like that. It wasn't full equity membership, as I, as I recall, mm. um, just to, to be allowed on the set because it was, it was the days of unions. They hadn't yet been smashed up by Maggie Thatcher. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so we uh, got the call, and for Hard Day's Night, we trooped down to some theatre, and it was in central London somewhere. Mm. Um, it, I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it, 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 it had been closed, and they used it as a as a film set quite a lot. Okay. Does it still exist? Do you know? I have no idea. I say I, I could research it and find out the name, but um, uh, at the minute, I I, I, I don't know what it what it was called no that's fair enough um i'm just doing a, a cheeky google go on then oh tottenham court road scala 
That that sounds about right. Yeah. And it was demolished in 1969. To become? Uh, it looks like a... No, surely not. High-end restaurant? Yeah, well, I thought it was <laughs> going to say a block of flats, but surely, yeah. surely not. Not on Tottenham not Court Not on Tottenham Court Road, no, no, um, no. The Scala, just off Tottenham Court Road, it was demolished in 1969. Yes, a block of flats, Scala House, now occupies the site. That's well, I never. There you go. I hope it's occupied entirely by Beatles fans. I've no doubt about <laughs> it. So, so you know, it, it was a while ago, but um, talk, talk me through what, what you can remember. Um, okay. Well, be, being an extra, as a, as a member of an audience, um, it's pretty boring, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, because you file in and you're seated um you don't um you don't fill the whole theater they just had the camera set up yeah and then they drew a line basically on the line of sight of the camera uh and just filled as it were a v so mm-hmm. the side the sides of the theater were were empty but from the the, the, the view of the camera uh, it looked full right the way to the back yeah that, that kind of chimes with my experience of like you know going to to filmings of things like top of the pops well, yeah. they, they, they kind of manoeuvre you around They're to make you look... Exactly yeah. right, exactly right. So, you know, you file in and you sit around and they adjust the lighting and they adjust the sound. Um, and after about 40 minutes, they might, might try a take and then that's no good. Mm-hmm. So then they go and fiddle some more and then you all go out and have a roll or a sandwich or something and come back again Mm. so you're spending a whole day for probably i don't know 30 seconds of yeah of of actual footage in the film i i i kind of watched through that bit the other day to see if i could spot you but um i have to admit it's a sea of white faces yes oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) different um, different times yeah that that whole segment i you know i think they play two songs so it's it's like five six minutes you know yeah yeah and and just a couple of cutaways to yeah. the audience and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it but you know that was a day if not two days um but you know hey we got um 20 quid for it or something yeah and you got to see the beatles live you know um or did you i'm not sure i did actually i'm not sure they were there for most of the time um uh, there, there must have been some sort of crossover time but uh I, to, to my shame i mean this should be blazoned in my memory uh you know of seeing the actual Beatles uh perform something but I'm not sure we did I, th- I think they, they they more or less did it um separately and then just cut away to audience well there but, are shots in the film from behind the band yeah and yeah you yeah, can yeah. see the crowd in front of yeah, them yeah so yeah they, yeah they must have yeah at least been on stage. yeah I, I think they, they they were there and they were they were on the stage but um uh, it wasn't like watching a concert don't don't yeah. don't imagine that Okay. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, it was good fun. I mean, you know, we were still at school, and it was all kind of quite exciting and uh, yeah, yeah. a bit of a different thing. I think we had to bunk off school to do it. I, I'm Perfect. not quite sure now. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone bunking off school. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> so, in one of the things that kind of stood out to me in the film in that segment is you've got lots of teenage girls screaming, yeah. like, John, John, Paul, you know. Yeah. Presumably that was all set up. Yeah, so you've you got some guy in the front um, 
the, what's it, the floor manager or whatever he's called, is a he, um, and he's saying, now, come on, imagine that you're really, really excited, and when I wave my hands up and down, I want you to shout and scream and jump up and down. Yeah, yeah. So then he waves his hands and you shout and scream and jump up and down and then he says cut and then somebody says that was no good the light popped and right, uh, right. you know you have to but do it's, it it's all not over like again. They, they say right you girl in row two you're going to scream for John boy in row one you're going to scream for Paul uh, that might have been the case actually mm. um, the, the 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 more visible people might have been briefed. Mm. But we were just the hoi polloi up at the back somewhere, just so to you, fill you the screen. You were on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were in a circle. Uh, I, I recall we were sort of somewhere near the middle, high up. Uh, Zen, I know you you trawled through the the pictures and couldn't couldn't find mm. uh, me, which is not surprising. <laughs> well, I you know I I kind of know what you looked like when you were fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. There were a few people who, you know, yeah, kind of might have quite skinny a, boy with a shaggy brown hair. Yeah, that's a real stretch. Might have been me, but I, yeah. I, I don't think the identifiable people uh, were that far to the the, the front of the um, of the circle. I, I had the thought, oh, that could have been me, but then the guy next to the guy that could have been me wasn't either. Wasn't or, your mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So there you go. It was. It was. Um, it was a good couple of days. Yeah, totally. And it's, you know, it's a good story. Yeah. Now you've got to ask me about... About Cliff Richard. Cliff, Cliff Richard and some <laughs> holiday. I mean, I have to confess, Dad, I'm slightly less excited about this one <laughs> than I was about learning that you'd uh, been in a hard day's night. Mm. But that said, Summer Holiday, it's, you know, it's a classic film. Yeah. Everyone knows the songs. Yeah. Um. So presumably that came about the same kind of way Ivor yeah, said, I'm I, doing this thing. Exactly, yeah. And that, that happened first. And there, uh, Cliff Richards was certainly there. Uh, and and the shadows, I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and uh, we were, t- weird, but they dressed us up as sea cadets or sailor boys or something. Okay. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway. So I'm less familiar with this one. I, I, I have seen it at some point. But do you remember what scene? Like, you know, w- would you saying that someone who's seen it would be like, oh, I know the scene with the Sailor Boys or... No, because, uh, I mean, again, we were the old... I think it was a different theatre, but um, it was the same kind of deal. You yeah. Know? Lots of sitting around and lots of, uh, you know, adjustment of lights and sounds and so on and... Uh, a few takes and probably 10 seconds of, of uh, uh, actual film uh, that, that showed up in the, in the movie. Sure. Um, but yes, I do remember uh, Cliff Richard was there. And I also remember, do you remember Una Stubbs, the actress? She died a few years ago. Was she, am I, I'm thinking of someone else. I was about to say, was she a Bond girl? That was, that was. No, no. Men, yeah, that's girl. right. Um, oh, you can look her up sometime. Yeah. But I remember, uh, I walked right past her, and um, uh, yeah, so, so, so up close. It was amazing, actually. She's a skinny, skinny girl, but in in those days, you know, all the actresses had to have enormous boobs, so they obviously <laughs> filled her up with, uh, you know, tights or cotton wool or something like that. Oh, so, yeah, I've just Googled her. I do know her. Yeah. I mean, I have to confess, I mainly know her as Mrs. Hudson from Sherlock Holmes. There you go. But... Um, yeah. yeah, no, she she only died last year, didn't she? That's right. Oh, was it only last year? Yeah. 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 
Um, oh, cool. So was she in the film then? Yeah, she must have been in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, much the same. Yeah. And twenty quid, the, the richer. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, probably, probably not even that much. I imagine. Uh, well, for a couple of days, probably. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Seemed like the big time, but um, <laughs> time, times move on. And that was the end of your film career? Yeah, I was going to say sadly, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not really the, uh, the way to uh, shape your life, no. I don't think. And did, uh, did Ivor go on to no, be in anything? No, no, he, no. Um, he actually, he was a journalist for ITN, um, there was a couple of times he got in front of the camera, but mostly he was behind it. Mm. Uh, I remember one time he did a, a, a piece about um, some Lido or something like that, and he got himself chucked in the water at the end of it, which I thought was not very sort of, uh, uh, you know, serious ITN stuff, <laughs> but it was quite funny. And then he became a professor at Goldsmiths. Oh, wow. Um, I, he must be long retired by now, I would have mm. thought, yeah. Yeah, I very nearly went to Goldsmiths. Oh, hum. Yeah, so there we go. Cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, for telling us about it. Um, okay. Well, my my bill will be in the post. <laughs> yeah, twenty quid. <laughs> twenty quid. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Welcome back. We've just spoken to my dad about his experiences uh, being in A Hard Day's Night and Cliff Richard's Summer Holiday. Um, my mum was feeling a little bit left out because she has lots of stories too. So we are going to speak to my mum. Welcome, mum. Hello, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the stories that I wanted to ask you about uh, was something that you mentioned, you know, when I was growing up and it's, it's one of those stories that I have since repeated to many people, but don't have all the details. Um, so you told me that you saw Diana Ross naked. Yes, I did. How on earth did that happen? <laughs> well, you, you have to have it in perspective with that I worked in a couturial uh, fashion house and um, she'd come in because she was in a show in mm -hmm. London. She was on tour and she was looking for some glamorous day gowns. wear, you know, mm. gowns. And uh, it was the 70s and people didn't mind going into a showroom and um, stripping off because they were meeting the designer and he was taking their exact measurements. Yeah. And it would be... Uh, the models used to walk around in their underwear. It yeah. just wasn't thought about. It wasn't rude. It was just one of those things at the time. And I was in the showroom and I walked into the dressing room and there she was. It was very quick and I just said, oh, sorry, <laughs> and walked out again. But uh, she's much tinier than I'd always imagined. Oh, she's a very tiny person. Yes. She's very petite. Yeah, but having seen her in concert, people always look larger in life. Yeah. And I, I saw her in a concert again in London and it was fabulous and um, then to see her again in, in real life mm. with well because you were a fan that oh must have been... I've always been such a big fan yeah and 
I would have liked to ask her lots of questions, but, you know, I just didn't... Well, and it probably wasn't appropriate because you were working, you, you know, you were the receptionist. Yes, and, absolutely. Know. And I just thought, oh, it's Diana Ross. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I walked back out again. But, yeah, I used to meet quite a few people coming in. There was Honor Blackman, who uh, had been a Bond girl. Funnily enough, uh, we just talked about her. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, she she was there, and uh, she was friends with my boss, and she had this most wonderful trouser suit made mm. in white voil, and with lace flowers around the booby area and coming down because <laughs> it was quite see-through yeah. and the only thing that covered up your bits that you didn't want to show off yeah. was lace it was stitched over the voil so areas. sort of uh nipple pasties that's it nipple pasties <laughs> and pussy pasties oh my yeah okay. it really was <laughs> at the time anything goes kind yeah. of thing and it, it was just a nice time to be in fashion. Mm. I so, was th so this was like the early 70s? It was the early 70s, and I was so fortunate to meet some wonderful people mm. and to work with such wonderful people. Uh, I, I don't know um, if things have changed much. I, I just assume they have because time marches on mm. and couturier is not how it used to be mm. though you've still got Dior Chanel yeah of course and Louis the, Vuitton, the big fashion the houses. big things but the showroom I worked in was around the corner to Zandra Rhodes mm. so I used to see her on a daily basis going in and out of her showroom and I just loved her clothes mm. never could have afforded them <laughs> but then one day I did I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time I bought a black Zandra Rhodes mini dress which much later on mm. when I was pregnant with Zoe and you I wore as a top yeah so <laughs> it, it was just again one of those things that and what wasn't your um your wedding dress my my wedding dress was uh made by uh a guy called Yuki who had found a way to pleat fabric Mm. without stitching the pleats in mm. so it fell from the back of the shoulders into pleats and it was ruched up on one side again very 70s very dynasty right yeah and had nice big shoulders was violet in color yeah and purple wedding dress very yeah. cool and I had uh, white baby's breath just in one side of my hair because it was all pushed off to one side and all in curls mm. And yeah, it was a bit different. It was very me, yes. very me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, you looked lovely. <laughs> Thank you, darling. So, um, tell me about your other celebrity uh, brushes. You met Fleetwood Mac, is that right? I did. I met Fleetwood Mac when I was fifteen. Um, a girl at school had um, met Jimmy Savile when they was raising money for his charity. Okay, alarm bells are going off for me now, but yes. yeah. And she said she um, had an invitation to visit his studio, which was actually Radio Luxembourg, and it was uh, in Green Park. Mm. I, th that, I think that's where it was. 
I just remember that the Hilton Hotel was quite nearby. Mm. Anyway, we went over to the studio and we were on his radio show. Nothing happened, I have to say. There was too many people about and I'm... Though that was in back in the day when he was doing mm. all those terrible things. Didn't you meet him on Top of the Pops well, as well? This this leads into right, that. Right, right, right. What happened was he was filming Top of the Pops that evening. Mm. It was a Thursday. And he said, why don't you girls come along and meet me at mm. Top of the Pops? And we said, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And we did. We went to Shepherd's Bush and we were shuffled into the studio and I was amazed how small it was yeah because I thought it was going to be ginormous yeah well I was just saying to dad I I went to Top of the Pops not long before they stopped airing it actually um but I was surprised as well that you know there could only have been a hundred of us at the most and they, they kind of shuffle you around to make it look like there's more that is exactly it and one of the bands playing that day was uh Fleetwood Mac mm. And they'd made um, a song called, well, a tune called Albatross, which was absolutely beautiful. Mm. And it was its first airing. So there we were, shuffling around and looking <laughs> at everything, and on they came. Now, I'd only ever heard the band once before that, and they they were amazing. Mm. And particularly Peter Green. His guitar playing was exceptional. I didn't know about those things then, but in my mem- I go back in my memories and I just think, yeah, he, he had it. Mm. And then we moved to Norfolk and I found out that Peter Green lived in Norfolk. And cool. he does did uh, little shows in pubs and things because he was totally wrecked after a really bad acid trip. And he Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, did, did his head in, never came back from it. We lost one of the greatest... Guitar players because of that, mm. I believe, wow. and uh, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, you hear about. I mean, because would it have been Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd? The same kind of thing happened to him. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose those. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I imagine to have such a bad reaction, you probably would have had underlying mental health issues, maybe. Quite possibly. Yeah. Quite possibly, but it's very sad. Yeah, and. Um, so on the same bill was a singer called Cloda Rogers mm-hmm. from Ireland who had a beautiful voice, totally different kind of music to mm. Fleetwood Mac and uh, all poppy. I would say that was real pop music. Mm. But it was just a fun time. Mm. 15 years old, we bunked off school <laughs> and there we were. Sensing a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Waving to our mums and then thinking... Oh, she thinks I'm at school. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And did you ever get found out? Yes, I did. Oh, dear. I got caught at the end. And your your dad was quite strict, wasn't he? Did you get in a lot of trouble? Yes, I did. Yes, (laughs) yes. Yes, I came home from school and he said, how was school? I said, oh, great. It was really good. What did you do? Oh, we had cookery and English. Oh, yeah. And... What was what was the subject? What did you talk about? And I made it all up. Oh. And he said, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. He said, because I've had the school board office around. And he said, you wasn't at school. Oh, dear. 
So, yes, I was uh, confined to barracks then for a, a while. Right. And had to behave myself for quite a long while. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, but it was all good fun. So you got to see Fleetwood Mac live. Did you Did you get to meet them as well? Or? Yes. At the end of the set, as they're coming off stage, they stand around and they talk to the kids that mm. are in the audience. And, of course, the fans are always waiting there. So I remember that Mick Fleetwood had this ginormous hat on. Yeah. And he looked like a cavalier. Um, Peter Green wasn't so dressed. I mean, he was just in kind of hippie get up. Right. And uh, he was very slim and tiny then, mm. which as he got older, he wasn't, you know, he put on quite a bit of weight. But, um, well, haven't we all? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We spread our wings a bit, don't we? But no, I, I can remember just saying, oh, that was a great song. We really liked it. Yeah. And standing around and talking to him, you know, it was brilliant we felt really hip yeah <laughs> yeah it was good fun very cool yeah yeah are, are there any other uh stories that you would like to share oh what can i tell you about i could tell you about princess margaret who was also came to our showroom mm. and um she brought a dress along to be altered and gave it to the woman that was in charge very nice mm. explained there were some alterations that had to be done. And she uh, was sitting in the, again, sitting in the changing room mm. in a corselet with a cigarette in a holder, mm -hmm. looking very um, Hollywood. Mm. And uh, you had to curtsy and say mom. And, yeah, it was... I didn't get to talk to her. <laughs> no, well, there's protocol, isn't there, with the royal family? Yes, and obviously, because of the protocol, we didn't stand around and have a chin wag. Well, it might have been quite interesting, had we? Yeah, I bet. Because it was at the time she was seeing Rodney Lueni, the, mm. the gardener. So uh, I might have got some gardening tips. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mum. Uh, it's been nice chatting to you. It's been nice chatting to you. <laughs> Maybe we could do it again someday. Sure, why not? All right. Bye. Bye. So just a little uh, addendum. I thought I would uh, try and find the Top of the Pops episode that my mum was talking about. And it looks like she might have got slightly confused in that um, Fleetwood Mac don't seem to have been on the same episode as Clodagh Rogers performing Albatross, but they were performing Man of the World. So there you go. Jesus was cancelled. 